Good afternoon, morning, evening or night, ladies and gents. My name is Alex. I'm joined here by Jim. Howdy. I'm Watto. <laughs> I am the Water Man. And we're here to answer one question for you today. And that is, is Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace, as bad as they say? Let's just, mm. let's just start this off by going around one by one. Okay, I'm going to start with James and go around to me. Asking, James... Is the Phantom Menace as bad as they say? No. Jim, is the Phantom Menace as bad as they say? Yes, but no, a little bit. Um, and I'm kind of there with you. My heart <sighs> says no. My heart says no, mm -hmm. but my brain says yes. Yeah. That's the best yeah, way I can it. put it. <laughs> so, where to begin with this one? What do you reckon? There's a lot to uh, take in with this movie. There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack. What we tend to do on these is go sort of character by character. Okay, so how about we start with Newt Gumray? Um, mm. What is, What is your read on read on uh, Newt, James? Who? Okay, let's go more to someone you're definitely going to know. Um, Watto. Should we lay out sort of the characteristics of Watto? For the the viewer that might not know uh, the character quite as intimately as say you might, so you're saying we're going to skip past his kind of war time. No, stuff. I'm saying that's exactly what we should get into. Sort of break down the character but that's so people understand. This. No, that is Phantom Menace. So this character is is displayed to you. He's the uh, Jewish the, stereotype. He's the he owns slaves. And slave owner, gambling addict. Yeah, he's also established, to, and he he loves money. Only money. Mhm. Mm Adores he, it. He mind tricks won't work on him. Only money. So those are his sort of characteristics. But he ties into the story th through being. He he's a slave owner and he owns Anakin. But I Only think money. there's more Only to this character money. than meets Only the eye. Yeah, just purely in his visual design, you know, missing that tusk. Uh, he's got yeah. a he's got the equivalent of a limp bit in the way he flies. Mm -hmm. You know, he flies with a limp, whatever that. There's means. there's a lot of grotesque like character designs in this movie, but I think his is probably the worst. We're beating around the bush here, but the 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 Watto thing is an example, as is Jar Jar of um. One of the w widely criticised aspects of the movie, mm. that being the uh, kind of stereotype nature of um, some of the voices and characters. Things that just make you raise your eyebrow a little bit and go, what was your thinking there, George? My lord, is that legal? Like, it's not like he was trying to sneak a fast one past us. It's like, these are just caricatures and stereotypes and they're really quite of ill will. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm at a point where I'm so deep with this movie where the I take it for what it is, you know. I don't even mm. read into the that side of it. I'm just like, yeah. this is Newt Gunray at this point, you know. This is just Newt. This is Watto. They're real. They might as well be real to right. me, you know. They they exist. As far as you're concerned, as far as I'm concerned, Newt Gunray and Watto are. Are real. They Ex exist right now. They are as real as you are to me right now. Okay. <laughs> the fuck point was I trying to make? <laughs> this this movie um is is core to me in ways that I find hard to explain. 
The, the deep-rooted nature and levels of humor that I derive from this movie are sickening, honestly. Yeah, it is extremely funny a lot of the time, mm -hmm. making it definitely not the worst Star Wars movie, Yeah, for the record. Yeah. But on top of that humor being in it, there is some really awesome stuff in there as well. That's the thing. The, the best way I can think of to summarize this movie is that it is a dad making a Star Wars movie. Mm. And dads, they got good ideas, you know? Yeah, yeah. They got some good ideas. But the this is no dad George Lucas before he was a dad. When he was in his prime early filmmaker, struggling filmmaker, trying to get mm -hmm. a new hope made. There's passion in there. There's a, there's a sense of creativity where he's assigning all the things he loves and kind of com putting it in a new package for, for people to digest. And then he did it again with Empire, and then he did it again with Jedi. Sort of. Sort of. And then he vanishes. Has a kid, he becomes a dad. And then eventually when the kids have grown up a bit, now he's got time to make his new movie. Let's go back to Star Wars. But he's forgotten Star Wars. He yeah. doesn't know Star Wars. Wait, he kind of knows Star Wars. But his life has changed, his perspective has changed in such a way where he doesn't truly know Star Wars anymore. Yeah, he can't know Star Wars anymore. But the the saddest part is, all the ideas in this movie, if kind of reorganized, repackaged, uh, focused on more, uh, filtered through, you know, just brainstormed a bit more, focused down more, get another writer in there, maybe get another director to direct the movie. There's a lot about the ideas behind The Phantom Menace that I really like. Points in which, like... Uh, from a, a top level sense kind of work for me but the way they are enacted and the way we see it unfold before our eyes is so incredibly inept that even I cannot come up with excuses to justify um, some of the stuff that goes on in the movie which is why I cannot say with much confidence that it is that much better than they say yeah, I don't think it is much better than they say. And when I when I reference that, I mean, there's been a bit of a swell and uprising around the prequels um, in general. Um, there seems yeah, to be yeah. that, you know, basically people our generation who grew up with them as kids are getting older now, and they're like our oh, Star Wars movies, basically. And they always will be to, I think, all of us in some way. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the, the part of my mind that, like, is looking for a certain level of quality or consistency even even if it was more baby you know more kiddie even yeah, if it was more consistently baby and kiddie like you know like the clone wars is or whatever yeah at least there's something consistent you can you can expect and dig into there you know what you're, you're getting into mm. but this movie's juggling a story about a, a political figure using a proxy war in order to manipulate power structures um, at the same time as the Jar Jar Binks stepping in poop. Um, Gets his tongue stung. Yeah, yeah, you know, everyone knows Jar Jar Binks. Um, and you just can't tell what he's saying half the time. Going through the planet core? Bad bombing. Any help here would be hot. Mm -hmm. And you noted as we we're watching it the crucial points of. Yeah, yeah. Exposition. Of exposition and story given through Jar Jar a character that is incredibly hard to understand. A character which I can see in some in some parallel universe working somehow. Really? 
the only way I can envision it happening is he can't be fully CG because it's aged so badly. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't work. He needs to be redesigned and he needs to be toned down literally 90%. Yeah. Don't do that again. No, that's something about um, another thing that people criticize this movie for. Perfectly justified like, criticism. The CGI is awful. Uh, that I kind of disagree with. Um, no, I the visual effects. Yeah, yeah. Are, there's lots of good ones, but the no. CGI is bad now. The the anim the way they animate everything is like a cartoon and not like but real life things. <laughs> no, I'm d- I'm gonna disagree because there's times when they use the CG in a good way, so you don't notice it's shit. Like when the whole pod racing scene. Did I they? think the visual effects are surprisingly good. I think the problem is the 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 like creative drive doesn't make sense. That the ideas are clashing. George Lucas is envisioning this like super cartoony, stupid world with yeah, these flying yeah. bug things like Watto, and there there's really no way to make that look real. Real. Um, I, right, I, I yeah, can't yeah. think of a single example of a film with creatures that ridiculous and it kind of coming across in a way that um no that is a good point sells it but like yeah because some some of the cgi in the movie is actually really good contradicting what i just said like the whole underwater sequence when yeah, the, the underwater, underwater sequence is surprisingly submarine. good james mentioned the pod race which yeah yeah just is, as, just in terms of visual effects and visuals is crazy good just like visual storytelling it's a, it's a fun ride. Yeah, much shit. much is the same with the other prequels, but these movies are the best when people aren't talking and it's just yeah. action. Yeah, it's the, like the it's the only time you see like the true like Star Wars that you kind of expect to see mm-hmm. is in the action scenes because it's like it's got some life, some vibrancy, some movement. But yeah, the the car stuff, the way that bleeds into the the pod race thing, and like yeah. Well, whenever George Lucas directs stuff moving fast, it tends to work. Like even um, like it makes sense why the the trench run in A New Hope is so good. You know, because it's like things moving down a track. Yeah, fast. he loves vehicles. You can tell he actually kind of understands that as well. Mm-hmm. Like he gets it. Yeah, like it. how to tell a story visually instead of just have like like a fucking room of characters. Yeah, sitting and then. Flipping the camera between them. As someone who grew up, no Star Wars. I never knew anything about stars, but I knew the pod racing game. That That is such an untapped idea, and it's so good in the actual movie. The whole sound design yeah. of it, it's so... Yeah. There's so much there. Mm-hmm. I think it... It doesn't work as a whole in the movie. It, no, because it, you don't su- give... You don't care about any of the characters involved in the scene. No. But it's presented in such an exciting yeah, way. Just if if you if someone just showed that segment of that movie and you hadn't seen the rest, you'd think, "Wow, this Star Wars movie might be alright." I don't yeah, know about this twin-headed guy and his commentary, yeah, yeah. but the rest of it's pretty cool. And that's the thing of the movie: it's like you have to pick out. It's like yeah. a huge pile of shit, and you're picking out the like gold nuggets that have been. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's a nice steak, but like seventy-five percent of it's fat. Mm-hmm. So you need to cut it down yeah. and you get like this puny yeah. fucking shitty But you steak. can't cut it in a way that gets you any of the meat. So you're yeah. basically just eating fat. 
There's that beautiful scene from uh, the like behind the scenes uh, documentary that's on the DVD where they're like watching it for the first time. Mm. And they're it's talking. An icon- it's iconic. Yeah, it's point. iconic. Uh, and they're talking about how there's just no way to re-edit the movie because things like Jar Jar are so like intertwined. So you, it's not mm. a ca- it's not a case of oh Jar Jar doesn't work. Let's just edit him out. No. We've we've committed too much time and too much like real estate to this this idea that they they fucked it. I can't even think of a way where if they removed Jar Jar or replaced him, it could work. Yeah, like, but what he, can he's they so vital with? to the story. Yeah, they like it's, the whole movie is broken on that. Yeah. But do you think taking Jar Jar out, the movie would be much more bearable? Because I have a yes. feeling the movie would be, and yeah, and, and it would. It would improve things so much. What? No, I wouldn't even say that. It wouldn't be getting rid of Jar Jar. It'd just be a change to the voice, and you'd probably be fine. Like not so high pitched and. So just tone him down. Yeah, a hell tone, of him, a lot. tone him down. Keep everything the same. Even with the like, down. people would be more forgiving if it was like bad CG and looked bad now, but he was cool in some way. Yeah. Likable in some way. Yeah. But it, it, it was just way too much, way too far. Hmm. And you've basically already implied about the Plunkett review um Mm -hmm. how much damage did that video do to this movie's reputation and will it ever recover from it because that video is like so good yeah that it like crushes the film you just watch scenes from it and you can't not hear mr plinkett's voice while it's playing and because and he, it was like, so true that like, he nailed it so yeah, hard with, yeah. with like what was wrong with the movie one side you got this political drama on the other side you have this like literal not just a kid's cartoon but like a fucking baby's cartoon yeah and the on the opposite ends of each other and it just doesn't make any sense it is just what you said like it's a, a movie made by a guy like a dad he's not what he doesn't get what he did anymore yeah or it's like he gets what it is but it, it's so gray and muddy that it's it's not the same thing that it once was yeah yeah it's like a filtered dadded version of something but it also sort of feels like well especially with this one i can't really say the same for the other two but it it does have that star wars look and feel yeah During, i think like, about space that action a lot. scenes um, and on tatooine because this came out in 99 there was a bit of a gap before the second one mm. or or the fifth one um but i i i do have it like a distinct separation where yeah. it is way more cg-ish in 2 and 3 to me and yeah, um, there's a definitely. lot more practical stuff in the movie uh i think just in general a lot of it jar jar aside looks better than um a fair amount of stuff in especially 2 um, yeah I'd 2 2 is the worst three. prequel for the record. But do you guys remember the marketing blitz that led up to this? Because mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever experienced anything quite like it since. Maybe fair, I was just the perfect age. I would have been free at the time. I did not remember any of it. But it, the, 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 the there was something about the Phantom Menace, just the pure amount of money they put into that marketing thing. Which is the toys and the vending machines and just the iconography was everywhere. It was so embedded into like children's minds yeah, at that well, age that you couldn't avoid it. In in my head, that's just all three of the prequels. Yeah, it's so Phantom like, Menace for me in particular. I remember really? like all the like, and this is probably just because of my age, but like the back of the cereal boxes and yeah, the, yeah. I remember that vending sure. machine. There's vending machines everywhere, and the the adverts and the posters and shit. Like it just had 
such a striking like just campaign I don't know how much money they spent on that but it clearly yeah, well, worked <clears throat> I don't know if it's still the case but Star Wars was like the biggest IP of all time wasn't it yeah but like the the way they they toyed everything and like so before the movie yeah. was even out like you were getting these like in cereal like packets like a Queen Amidala toy so no one even knew what that character was, but they just assumed they were cool because it was Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This film is memed so hard. Some of the best uh, memes of, of... Some of the best Star Wars memes actually come from The Phantom Menace. Yeah. It's quite quotable. It's very nah. quotable. I'm in disagreement. If I think of Star Wars memes, it's the third one. The first one, I don't... We're not denying the I've mean seen, shit from that movie. No, but, but the mo No, but it's, there's the majority of Star Wars movies I don't think come from this one. I didn't say that. There are just some good ones in here. You just said the majority... The good ones come... <laughs> some of the best Fuck. ones, like, um... The Palpatine, uh... Yeah, pa Thick Palpatine. <laughs> yeah, Thick, thick Palpatine. Palpatine. That's a masterful meme. The, uh... God, what does he say? A surprise to be sure, but a welcome yeah, one. Yeah, surprise to be sure, but a welcome I can't, one. I just Brilliant. think of the f second and third themes as so much more memeable. This isn't. Mostly because of Obi-Wan. Hello there. Yeah. Yeah, that's all you can really take from the second and third one. <laughs> I have the high ground. But yeah, the, the, the humor side cannot be underplayed and understated. There's just this beautiful thing to me about the movie where... I totally see what he's going for with a lot of it. Yeah, and, like and with every rewatch, because this movie, in my opinion, is incredibly rewatchable. Um, and with every rewatch, you sort of it's it starts to sort of convince you that, like, you're st you well, get yeah, it no. more and more. What we, he we meant. just watched the movie now, and we were talking about maybe we just shouldn't watch it because you know. We've, we're so familiar with it, mm. but I'm so glad we did, because if I didn't watch it just now, I probably would have come on here and been like, "Nah, it's way better than people say," because it's been all, really? it's been months and months, and I was really? like, think, "I've been thinking about it. I'm reading the wiki, reading the Watto mm -hmm. law, and I'm like convincing <laughs> myself in my head that this is actually kind of cool." Which is like, you can't blame Star Wars fans for doing. That's the cool stuff about yeah, the yeah. world. It's so creative, so silly, so many monsters and aliens and stuff. It captures your imagination. And that's what's fun about it, and that's what everyone shares in with the jokes and memes. Mm -hmm. Like, but yeah, as I was saying, he, you do see what he's going for from time to time. Yeah, like this idea of uh, on Naboo, these like two shared kind of uh, civilizations that yeah. are Super occupying powers. the same space, but they're yeah. of opposite sides, and the story is like changing throughout. Yeah, the 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 conflict and and learning something while the heroes are there and they're involved, and that's like just a small part of it. You see, the trouble with that is that that kind of is the only arc in the whole film. <laughs> like, what character has changed? Like, the well, yeah, the the only point of the movie is is Palpatine's move. It. And Qui-Gon's decision to, like, commit to his ideas. Because it, it's kind of highlighting the point the, the point of where the Star Wars saga kind of begins. The beginning of the end, as it were. Yeah, yeah. Where 
Qui-Gon's like convinced that Anakin's like gonna be the one. And everyone's like, no, he's not the one, he's not the one, but he convinces like Obi-Wan to train him. And that winds up being the it's basically Qui-Gon's fault that That everything things, happens. Yeah, that everything happens, but it also kind of needed to happen. Which is like I like so the, I love yeah. the idea of Qui-Gon. I think he's such a cool idea. It's like great. <clears throat> and I Jedi. think I think the overall plot of the prequels, including this movie, is cool. Yeah, it it's could, just like it, it could have worked. It's just like the ages of the characters are a bit wrong. The, yeah. the timeline's all fucked up. The order of events is kind of weird. The the things they're showing and highlighting just don't make sense. Like the the B movie kind of uh, serial aspect of it is there in that way. You know? Yeah, for sure. Where it is like these small little alien stories and harkening back yeah. to like kind of westerns. And no, that I, kind of I stuff. really like how it, this movie, like from the start, it's really sort of low stakes. Like this world is it's like sort of at peace your, yeah. at the moment, but stuff is just starting to boil. And it's a cool idea. And how this small thing that happened triggers this. Yeah, and that's what I kept saying stuff. when we're watching it was like. This is just too. It's too ambitious. Mm -hmm. It's too much to be trying to do in one movie. Yeah, there's so much. There's so much story in this that I didn't understand. Like I watched this movie over and over and over when I was younger, and the, George Lucas himself has said that this movie is like meant for kids. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I understood the movie until I watched it when I was like twenty. No, no. This, this is this is why I think the movie is as bad as they say. Yeah. When you're a kid, you like half the movie because you like the dumb shit, mm -hmm. you know? And then when you're an adult, when you finally understand it, you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. But now I hate all the old shit, which is like yeah, dumb yeah, and yeah. for babies. So what am I supposed to think about this movie? Yeah, it makes the movie for nobody. Yeah, which is a crime. Whereas if it just committed to one of them, then at least one audience would be thrilled with it. Yeah. How about we round off by going through the IMDb scores, Metacritic, and Rotten Tomatoes? And see what we think. If we think it's fair or not. I'm down. Let's start with IMDb. This has a 6.5 from 710,000 users. So quite a few. And to me, that's... I don't know, that's quite generous, I think. Yeah, I think that's That's got the high. Star Wars bump no. for sure. No, no, because there's two different levels of good films. And there's two different levels of crit giving something a high review. This movie's good... For being unbelievably shit and unbelievably kind of good in what it tries. It's so embedded I, into the <clears throat> like culture, like film culture. Yeah, I think just because it's it's a shit film that's fun to watch doesn't mean you should let it go for being a shit film. No, but you know? you, we're not letting it go. We're just saying it's, it's enjoyable. It's an enjoyment. You, every, you can't let someone get away I, with being I see enjoyable. what you're it's saying though thing. about everyone uses mm. the rating I mean whatever you can say the same about all of them how about this one then for Metacritic this is 36 critics coming together and they decided on well Metacritic decided on a 51 on there critically from a from a movie mm. point of view yeah that's fair don't you think yeah that kind of makes sense with how we just ended that saying how it kind of is 50% for yeah that's true yeah, but again, depending on how you view the yeah. the scale, mm -hmm. the that, user score, by it, the way, on Metacritic is six point one, so a whole point higher. I'm surprised that's lower than the IMDb one, though. It is from far fewer ratings, though. Right. So. And finally, the Rotten Tomatoes. 
53% from 230 reviews. So it's all kind of around the same. And yeah. The audience score on there is a 59% from well over a million. So it does seem to kind of average out 5, 6 kind of. Yeah, 5.5. 5. Which is, yeah, it's not the worst read. Yeah. yeah like we there's said, some logic to it. On a purely enjoyment scale, I would rate this movie like a, a six or a seven. On a purely yeah. critical scale, it would be... I, I would rate five. the uh, the director's uh, commentary 10 out of 10. That is where the true entertainment lies. As a, like an adult Star Wars fan who grew up yeah. with the, the prequels... If you haven't done that and you watch them as a kid and like you haven't seen them, um, that's a good way of doing it because it gives you so much insight into his thought process, which makes you understand so much more about the movies and dislike them more, but also dislike um, them for a reason. You know, but you're like, okay, I understand why he made that reasoning, but come on, George, this makes no sense when you when you're putting this on a commentary track and you're saying this out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's my little suggestion. Yeah, I still need to watch that. But yeah, I mean, the prequels, though, especially something about The Phantom Menace to me, that's the one, which is like, I, I, I don't really give a shit about the other two in the same way I care about The mm. Phantom Something think, about The Phantom Menace. I think it's the closest to being a good movie, yet, like, it, it's got the most heinous shit in it. Well, not yeah. the most, because Yoda jumping around and... The majority of the shit in this. The second one's worse overall. Yeah, I think we can all agree on that. But it, yeah, it it just makes it more disappointing that it came. It had those golden nuggets, you know? It's it's a piece of shit with golden nuggets. The other two are just pieces of shit. Right. No, I disagree with that, though, even then. The third one has some golden nuggets. I think most well. people agree Attack of the Clones is the weakest. Yes. But the debate is much more on revenge. And if it's good or not. How many yeah, times like have it, you actually seen it? Revenge of the Sith? No, Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. I don't know. So many. Replay- replayability is a big thing. It. There's one thing I dislike about movies is replayability. What, lack this, of it? Yeah, there's no lack. You, there's the, you can't replay any movie. But the, but the only problem I have with that, though, is that, and Jim pointed this out when we're watching it, is there is a middle chunk of the movie, that which is, is fucking trash. When does it kind of begin? Well, it's it's just before and just after the pod race. Right, Those yeah. two segments of the movie suck. Yeah, because they've got to grind down the movie to set up this pod race thing, basically. Just so yeah, the yeah. yeah. And the whole fucking mm-hmm. political and situation. I, I do like the idea of, like, establishing and proving a hero through an event like that. Yeah, I like, think that's you're, cool. Yeah, you're introduced. That's the first time we're seeing Anakin. But he sh- he should have been like maybe late teens, like eighteen, nineteen, maybe even early twenties, not a fucking two year old. No, yeah, you, you should, no, no, you shouldn't have been that old. Because then it doesn't make sense, like at all. Then you have to rewrite that whole thing for him being older. If well, it was in, early, in George's mind, and I remember this from the commentary, the reason it goes wrong is because he's too old to start the training process and if he was the right age he would have been a fine but, Jedi but why is Luke fine Dude, th- this is the problem with Star Wars the more you start breaking it down the less any of it starts making sense and I start switching off so it's all shit then uh, in a way I mean it's all a B movie 
taking from you know tropes of like Japanese cinema and westerns and I mean do you ever a think silliness to it do you ever think the Phantom Menace is kind of like an anime no mm, no uh, any other notes on uh, things that make the Phantom Menace as bad as they say um, do we kind of agree on the basic stuff but like Obi-Wan needed more time. Yeah, Darth I think Maul Obi-Wan should have been The movie really needed a villain. Like, a yeah. clear, Darth Maul would have acted as a perfect, like, obvious villain, whereas Palpatine is the background villain, as mm-hmm. he kind of always has been. But it, it needed something like that, because there's, like, no one really to root against. The whole point is that Palpatine is, like, really sneakily. You don't even know he's the villain. If you were, like, a kid watching yeah. it, you would have no idea that he's the mm-hmm. villain. Um, but obviously Darth Maul is and he just kind of gets taken out and gets no development and dies. I kind of wish they focused more on Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan in the yeah. first half because it would have gave more development to Obi for them to th- lead Anakin to the other two movies. It's, mm. it's just so... yeah. They rushed it straight out of the box just to get Anakin in and that fucks the movie in terms of for every other character practically. Well, th- I think Darth Maul shouldn't have been killed as well. Because that's another problem with the whole trilogy. Um, because this movie fucked it up. The trilogy suffers. Like if if there was a an enemy that you could latch onto for the whole trilogy, yeah. like Darth Vader was for the originals, you just don't have that. And Darth Sidious doesn't even get beaten. He's not a baddie that he he gets beaten right at the end, not at the end of this trilogy. Mm-hmm. So it's just super unsatisfying. They and that's just, because this movie fucked it. They jump between people too quickly. Because they could have done... They could have had Darth Maul, like, being... They could have left that like, cliffhanger, though. So then you're like, oh, did he die? They didn't They didn't even do that at all. Because then he... Yeah, they could have done, in like, in A New Hope, where, you know, Darth Vader's TIE fight is knocked off. So he's kind of defeated. Yeah, yeah. He's out of the picture. Or even um, Kylo Ren in yeah. episode seven. That's more obviously, gets- like, leading up to more shit, though. Like if, if he yeah, just like I fell think... down the chute and it was like gone or something, and then came back or whatever. Yeah, because there needed to be like more. Because obviously Darth Maul killed Quan, and then Obi Wan. If if Darth Maul returns, it it adds like this rivalry in the background yeah, between creating... which they put in Clone Wars. So. Yeah, it's just I don't fucking get yeah, it. But I mean that. I mean even in that, it's like kind of an eye roll. Like robot legs, like you didn't think this through. It's just stupid. And when when he falls down the hole and his top half smacks into the side <laughs> of the fucking like silo, and then he tumbles yeah. down, like he clearly was not meant to survive. No. It's just it's the most fucking poorly executed thing. We there's really nothing to be said about how bad. It's not good for starting a trilogy. No, at all. We haven't really mentioned the. Padme angle, Queen Amada. I like the aesthetic of Padme. This uh, with the the Queen fucking. Mm. Well, I guess she's the Queen Amidala. The you know what I mean. It's so fucking confusing because there's like a reveal. Yeah, where the, they reveal that actually the Queen is a fake. Kira Knightley is the Queen. Isn't no, the Queen? Yeah. She's pretending to be the Queen. Um, so she could. <laughs> I don't, I still don't really get that part. See, no, <laughs> no, no that would make sense. Is. It would really make sense because Natalie isn't actually legal. So in the world, if they said that she was underage and someone was acting on her behalf, no, th- that would work. But the, but she's 
her character's it, like a young teenager, and but she's already the queen, so she's already a political yeah, figure. Yeah, I know, but they could have at least made that make sense, that whole fucking thing, if they changed that a little bit. Well, like, he, he plays with these, like, really adult ideas, you know, like uh, w- the technicalities of war and the political side of it and yeah, how it yeah. all comes together and how you do have, like body doubles and bodyguards and all these different things and different it, it techniques does, it never the, sets the up warfare. a situation in when that's needed it's just there because it can be if if the whole federation thing and you know the ta- the the blockade what happened 50 years before and it was still ongoing that would make sense for her to have a bodyguard because there would be like a war going on yeah yeah but they don't it's just there because it can be and then when they kill off the, the queen in the next one it means nothing I yeah. Doesn't it actually start on that, like, boom? Yeah, up? yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does. And another thing I found kind of confusing was in the admittedly cool setting that they fight in at the end, mm-hmm. um, the lightsaber fight with Darth Maul, um, it's striking imagery, but it, it is strange to me how that location is not established in any way before the fight is set there, you know? It's just, you know, I mean, a little thing. Like, I don't know if that's necessarily a problem because, like, Cloud City, the fight that goes down there, they don't establish this whole. They kind of do. They establish Cloud City, though, don't they? Yeah, I guess it being in the clouds sort of suggests that there are places you can fall off. Yeah, I guess there's something about like they show this like beautiful palace, and then they show the inside, and it's like this weird like futuristic, fucking huge. Yeah, beams. there's like a clash there where there isn't really in Cloud City because it's also. Yeah. Is is they just using this, the imagery from the first ones because people recognise that? But, I mean, I'll disagree with that because I think the imagery is actually really varied from the original. Trilogy. No, just that bit, just that fight is the same as the um, Luke and Anakin fight. But it's a massive oh, right, drop. I see Just, what you mean. Yeah. They're, they're using there that imagery. There are some similarities, I guess, with that kind of thing. But it's like the whole laser thing, when they're kind of blocked, could have been really creative use of it. I, I quite like what they did with that in the fight, when the red laser... This is what things. I mean, though, also about them not establishing it, is it's like such an intricate setup with these like, yeah, laser yeah. doors and shit, and like they, you just have to kind of go with it, you know? Yes, yeah, it's, it's poorly set up, but it's, I think but that it's bit a is cool, cool idea. If they adjusted yeah, it, it, it really cool could idea. have been pretty sick. Yeah, I neat. like all No, that I think stuff. the way they show in like a slower way that Darth Maul's like, like yeah. a dog just trying to win mm-hmm. the fight, and Qui Gon Jinn's like a smart dude. Chill. Yeah, you just will focus and meditate for yeah. a bit. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, and that's another scene where there's no dialogue. It's mm-hmm. just the music and the, the like audio yeah, design. and The music we haven't talked about. Some of the best Star Wars soundtracks. It's one of the no, best. It is no, one of the I, best. I would go as far as to say is it's the, the sound of Star Wars. Anyone will know that sound because it's so much more relevant than the original. Especially if you played uh, Lego Star Wars. Yeah, a that's what really Lego Star Wars are grinds in. it into my head. Phantom Menace. Yeah. And the Battlefront, um, Battlefront 2 mm-hmm. specifically. Yeah. The original. But the music does some heavy lifting in this, in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, for for scenes that you would normally just not give a shit about at all. Yeah. Like, when that shit kicks in. No, just the engaged. entire end scene would be so much worth without the music. Because yeah. that's when it really starts popping off. Mm-hmm. Without no. that music, it's... There's this great, um... 
moment in the Lord of the Rings behind the scenes like making of thing where they're talking about Howard Shaw's music and they were like talking about when they were first hearing music from him and they were like so pleased because from their perspective his music is literally 50% of the movie so thinking about it with these like big like bombastic um, movies like this yeah the score with these like action scenes and all Mm -hmm. this stuff this visual stuff you're showing the score is really important and it does such a good job um, in all the Star Wars movies yeah. of, of doing that. But that's like a given. It's like almost not fair, you know? Mm-hmm. Like you just made John Williams score the jar cast and you got an Oscar winning. <laughs> fucking flick right there. Uh, I guess the final kind of thing of note we haven't covered is the Jedi Council. How do we feel about that? Uh, Mace Windu and Yaddle. It's, it's, it's a, it's bizarre it's really bizarre because it's just like there's loads of un characters we know nothing about and they just look wacky as shit and you just know yeah and like two of them speak ever yeah three but then it's just like because of tupac possibly being mace windu (laughs) it's just like every scene i just imagine it of tupac and it becomes fucking hilarious i just can't (laughs) yeah it's so funny it would have made... No, I'm going to straight up say, if if it was Tupac, the movie would probably be a 7-8. <laughs> straight up. Yeah, I can't decide how... There's that shot at the end where they're kind of going over all the Jedi um, and going down to Yoda. But in the middle, there's just a bunch of like random fucking Jedi you've never seen. Yeah, it's... It, the- it's the worst crime that this movie could have possibly committed and so this movie goes back and shows you like the, what the Jedi used to be like and they made it so fucking boring <laughs> and lame it's Not so cool. it's so boring and lame yeah I would say just because Jedi's are shit because of the prequels and this movie <laughs> like they're, they're supposed to be elite but they're like the most fucking useless shitty group yeah and it's sort of a something that I just don't like about the prequels at all and that's the the Jedi don't seem like this sort of peace loving religion like mm-hmm. the great morals of the yeah. originals and I already know what it, the uh, the prequel fans are, are thinking because I've heard the argument many times right that um, from George's perspective he was writing the the Jedi Council to be too big for his britches to be at a point where they are full of hubris. Um, yeah, the the trouble with that is that you're sort of making Yoda out to be an inept idiot. Yeah. Like, he, I don't think he should have been in charge. I think he should have been some, like, elder elder that people don't really listen to, but he's the the sort of smartest the guy old in the school, room. The old school, like, OG. Yeah, like, he doesn't agree with the way the Jedi's run now. Yeah, that would make yeah. it, that would keep his integrity for the. Yeah, I think the, the problem is just the 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 storytelling basically, and how they just don't really capture the 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 emotions or mood or thoughts and feelings of characters very well. Mm-hmm. Like you don't really understand what Mace Windu and that are thinking beyond the obvious shit they're saying. Yeah, you know, because they've got to make Yoda into this like beast. Well, he's he's really anti the whole thing, and it's just like a really hollow point of conflict, you know. Where yeah. They're just kind of like bickering, and it's like this, this doesn't feel right. Like just the the way these characters are interacting it doesn't feel like something I'd imagine no. these characters doing. Just thinking this, it's just point nothing to do. But if they use the idea that like um, 
Yoda is like the old, the old wise one they don't listen to. If the other council accepted Anakin as to train him, and then Yoda disagreed, obviously, that would make sense to why he's like in the fucking jungles in the original. Because he's separated from the group because Anakin went wrong, because he disagreed and they never listened in the first place. Yeah. Like, you could tie it all together. Yeah, that would make more sense. If I if this was gonna say something completely different, the most my the most loved thing in the world, and this was the thing that followed it and was like the beginning, I would never watch any of it ever again. Because they well, a lot of people of feel it. that way and still do to this day. Yeah, but I th- we just have a unique experience because these were the new Star Wars movies when we were kids, so we were, yeah. of course we were going to see them. So yeah, because the, this was really our introduction to Star Wars. These three movies. And terribly enough, mine was Attack of the Clones. That's it. As a kid, I watched the the, the shitty assassination plot, and I was just like, I'd rather go play COD. And I did. Somehow he managed to get a COD reference in there. (laughs) Fucking hell. But I've got a question. Okay. Is this better than a new trilogy? That's. Is that what do you mean? Is uh, do I think the prequels are better than the sequels? Yes. As as a trilogy? Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I prefer the the prequel trilogy. Um, I think they're more interesting. You know, I agree. My, from having seen the majority, but the last, but knowing all about the last of the sequels, it's far too serious for its own good. But it's actually kind well, of cringy. Is a, is a whole thing. You know, yeah, like yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Which countless people have covered. You know, prequels be good as fuck, and I really like them. Final thoughts. I, I, I do think it is as bad as they say, and it does deserve the reputation it has. But that doesn't stop me from loving it all the same. I think no, no. I'd say the. The terrible reputation it has is reasons for everyone to go watch it because it's that fun to watch and it's so shit. But the bad we're, reputation we're, makes it we're, better. We are past the point of acceptance, though, is the thing. We've gone through the whole cycle. Yeah, you know? yeah. We're, we're cool with it now, you know? Yeah, it's like finding inner peace. I mean, yeah, you could yeah. say this movie is a masterpiece for that. <laughs> it's like, taught a generation of people about disappointment, about moving on. And acceptance. About acceptance. This is just what it is. And you might hate it, but... And that's okay. And even if you don't, just make fun of it. You know what? (laughs) That's going to become the new thing. Yeah. Have fun with it. Yeah, there's there's the entertainment. Yeah. uh, We come at this from a light-hearted approach, you know? The sequels in ten years will not be remembered. These still will. And that's more important than anything. Beautiful note to end. Just fucking beautiful. Misa wanna wanga.